Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to Adventures into Reality. I am your host, Andrew Bartzis. Kathy Ma is out today. She will be back next show. She had some very, very, very important things to take care of. And she sends her love to everyone that is there. This is Monday, December the 5th. We are at a unique time and place in our drive of human beings. We've had a uprising of political concepts go on in Europe, from Italy to Switzerland, and all of those other things that are going on and going there. We'll be, we'll be taking calls in just a moment here. I just want to thank everyone who's been a, a part of Adventures into Reality. Uh, we have been going on since 2013, un uninterrupted. Um, other than uh, our normal time off that we take in mid-December to early January, which is going to be coming up for us. We will be having our our time off in December to January. We will be pre-featuring some special pre-recorded material that's going to be coming out. So if you haven't gone to the website, andrewbartsis.com, and signed up for the email list, there will be a bunch of videos that are going to be coming out to help everyone on that bigger process. And one of those video, videos is about the suspension of belief. Every time you turn on a television station to watch a sports show or your, your local comedy or whatever action show you're watching, you go through what's known as a suspension of belief. You allow yourself that greater process to enjoy something. You will also be getting a series of other videos that are going on what's the Iron Age, the transition from the industrial age to the actual digitized age that we have now, some of the galactic history stuff that people have been really, really aching for. This is not conspiracy stuff. This is some of the layers of expression through the Keshav record of what has gone on, what has changed in our world, and it comes from a different perspective that doesn't allow some of the lies from some of the forced evolutionary processes, systems that are trying to define our history. And then you'll be receiving some material on whales and dolphins, some and other stuff, stuff that I've uh, recorded quite some time ago and just haven't found the right time to release it. But now is that time for people to have information that they can use, uh, apply to themselves. All righty. We're going to go to our first caller, and our first caller is going to be Jake. How are you doing? I'm great, Andrew. Good to speak with you once again. Good to speak to you again, too. How are you doing today? I'm great. Um, I've been up, down, all over the place this past three months, but my God, what a year this has been for growth and change. I mean... You're telling me, hell yeah, growth yeah. and change, whether you wanted it or not. Exactly. Yeah. I want to send my condolences um, regarding Natalie as well. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I, I big loss. Yeah, and I, I would have loved to have met her at some point, but um, no, she was it, was. it was amazing the work that both of you and all all of you guys on the her work is suspended in all the videos that we've done, suspended in time for all eternity. Exactly. That's the way I see it, and as I go through my own emotional process and I'm able to go back and look at, you know, more of the videos that we've done because we've done like over 600 hours of videos together. So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'll, I'll put together a little tribute for her as I grow with the process of, you know, helping her go through her transition of life. That's beautiful. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know where to begin, Andrew. I mean, since we last spoke, my level of consciousness just exploded and uh, I, 
I'm, I'm kind of, I've just done craniosacral work today, so I'm a bit raw, um, and I just had a salt bath, so I'm just kind of trying to figure out where to begin with, with, with sharing what I've, what I've experienced since, since September. Well, just give it a shot. <laughs> Go from there. <laughs> uh, well, I've, I've broken up with my, my girlfriend of three years, which was long overdue in many ways, but divinely timed. And um, I saw her yesterday and, you know, gave away, uh, gave, gave her her last uh, set of things. And I'm, I'm probably going to do a ceremony after this to make sure that that's sealed and, and, and and done and dusted for, for, for now and for good. Um, but I, I don't know, just so many synchronicities. Um, I guess what I really wanted to talk about was the abuse that I, that that's come to light, um, for my father's lineage. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was on this course with, um, Teal Swan doing the, uh, the completion process, uh, completion process. And during it, um, I re-experienced a lot of trauma, which had been, uh, yeah, heavily suppressed. And I had, I had, I had no, I always knew that I was violated on some, on some level, but to that, to that extent, I, I never, um, yeah, I never knew. And I'm, I'm so grateful to you for not, for not, um, you know, stepping on my path and allowing me to, to find out for myself. Um, that, is, that is one of those things that challenges me every reading. What are you meant to find out on your own in the soul putting up the big sign? Please let them find out on their own. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's been incredible. Like, I feel so empowered and free, yet it's still a process for me just to be able to let go of the, the trauma on a parasympathetic level, on a cellular level on a DNA level and come to terms with my DNA lineage um, on both sides and, and the karma that has just been enforced upon me for God knows how many millions of years. And I mean, I'm sure you could tell me about that, but... Um, Does it really matter how many millions of years? Well, yeah, that's the point. I mean, it's, it's, it's to let go of karma completely and to identify myself as, as Jake in the now, as, as you said previously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, I'm excited because I feel like so many opportunities have come up for me about where I'm going to go, what I'm going to do now. New soul family members have come into my life. Um, so I wanted to, to ask you about that. Um, do you think, I mean, I know I have to leave London. I mean, that's, that's just, I can't energetically be here anymore. It's, it just doesn't make any sense. But at the same time, I have all these opportunities to create things which will serve a lot of people, especially with music and um, and sound healing. But I want to do presentations explaining my perspective on how astrology works and you know stuff like um, Dan Winter's work and Nassim Harriman and tying on sacred geometry things and uh, you know. So, so do you have a PowerPoint and pictures ready? No, but I have this space. I have this amazing space where I can um, create PowerPoints and uh, maybe I'll use like a whiteboard as well so I can, you know, draw out some of the metaphors and allegories and stuff and then maybe use like three, maybe get some a computer programmers to do like the 3D representations or I can, you know, show how 
you know, the, the Zodiac fixed on like the toroidal mm-hmm. on, a, on a Taurus. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's incredible what, what, what the wisdom and insight that I've, uh, I've come to learn. And I'm just, I'm so hum Like I feel really humbled by, by life and, and I'm ready to take up, take on that, that torch of eldership now. Um, but there was also something I wanted to ask you and it was about, um, the day the music died. Um, Go ahead. Well, from my own understandings, um, I was conceived actually around about that time and I was born during that year. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to ask you about a certain being who, well, I'm just going to say Michael Jackson, <laughs> who uh, I believe has contacted me to ask me to, to, to carry on his work and especially with the passing of David Bowie and Prince this year and all the, and Muhammad Ali and, and, and so many cultural icons, it feels like I myself and a number of other beings, soul family members, um, yourself, a, a large, you know, a whole the resistance of free earth, it's going to make, it's going to take up, take on that torch of eldership now in 2017 in, in a new expression of time, in the eighth color of time, as you said. So let's give it a new definition. You are taking up the mantle of responsibility of celestial level of music creation. You're also taking up the mantle of responsibility of celestial explanation of sacred geometry and the truth behind it. And inevitably you will mix music and sacred geometry in a greater process of accepting the celestial torch of responsibility so that the mantle of responsibility has true power and flame inside your soul. For you to have a greater understanding of when the, the day the music died. Um, I guess I should uh, let a little bit more out about the day the music died. That was a, a time in which the greatest of the greats, musicians, everyone that you know died in our previ- previous history, recorded histories, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they all lived. And in the late 2000s, just around 2011 and another timeline, they all got together and went on a world tour of all the old guys. It was organized by the big record labels. They all thought it was going to be perfect. And simultaneously, over 150 shows worldwide, they all stopped their shows and began to do disclosure worldwide. Um, That engaged a time travel process, which essentially created the day the music died. Now, I had a a very, very tough time explaining this to humanity when I first brought it up in 2014. And I touched upon it very lightly in 2013. And since that time, I've had endless levels of people from the highest layers of the music industry come to me privately and ask me about that. And for the longest time, I shut up, bit my tongue until a couple weeks ago. So when you ask me the day the music died... The torch of eldership is being passed to you. Is it Michael Jackson? It is actually every single musician who ever wanted to create peace and harmony through music. The image that you're seeing is what is trying to inspire you through soul family connection to make the leap in faith, the leap in consciousness, to suspend your beliefs about who you were to accept who you are so that the knowledge and wisdom of the infinite source is present in your heart, present in your wisdom, 
and present in your I am, an equal co-creation, non-competition, non-hierarchical order. And if you can learn to accept that at every part of your soul, those visions that you see from Michael and the others will come true through your voice, through your heart, through your creations, but they will be your creations, not theirs. They are passing on inspiration to you, divinely guided inspiration. Oh, wow. With awareness comes great responsibility. Yeah, there's, there's so much to clear. <laughs> it's not about clearing, it's about accepting. You've done a year, a year and a half of clearing. That's when you first called about a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, that was. And, You're a different. This, you are a different person from the first caller, first time you called. Yeah. Can you accept that? I can, but then who am I as Jake? I know who you I am. You are the past. Jake of the now. You are never Jake of the past. You're only Jake of the now and the ever-present co-creative moment-to-moment Jake. Until such a time, the moment-to-moment Jake enters no time and accepts some of his fourth density self or a non-competition. And those yeah. are all Jakes, too, of the now. Your multi-dimensional legacy waiting for you to reclaim its power. It just feels so hard because of the, the, the mind control I don't want to go into that. I don't know if I should, but what I is it, is it really mind control, or is it the last piece of programming holding you back from the next leap? Yeah, but that leap is just—I mean, I'm being—I'm being guided by spirit, by great mystery, great spirit. I'm—I'm I'm listening to the birds. I'm seeing the energies finally through the songs of the birds and the wind and the sun and the stars and it's just such a big ask because the concept of how I create abundance for myself um, feels limited by, by money but the framework of time which I'm perceiving may be, may be wrong because there's a, there's a, a, as I'm guessing you know there's some knowledge about the future which has come to me which may not be true but may be true or they're and just a set of potentials waiting for you to activate some of the potential. I'm, I'm, I'm in the state of the world. That um, too. You are yeah. world globally entwined. Are you ready to accept that layer of your citizenship? Not everyone's ready. And let me tell you something. When I was nine and I took up my global citizenship, it changed who I was. And then I took up my galactic citizenship. And then I took up my universal citizenship. And realized that they're all the same thing on a different scale of acceptance of responsibility. But with that responsibility, how do you make sure for yourself that you self-nurture and self-heal, or just in general, so that you don't... My, my fear is that I'm going to be in that self-abusive way of having to be a martyr or the savior or all these programs of... Have, you know, I know I'm not the only one, but with with this knowledge and insight that I have, it, it it's it's hard not to to control based on. But it's just an illusion at the same time. It's like, how can I just allow? How can I just allow a divine feminine, allow a mother to show the synchronicities, and not and find that balance between 
uh, force of will and allowing. That's okay. How do you allow yourself to drink your morning cup of coffee? With, with joy, I guess. I'm... Then there's your answer. Mm. It is with joy and heart-spaced opening that the leap of faith becomes much easier. I'll share something with you when I was, and I may be a little teary when I do this, when I accepted my, my galactic citizenship, meaning all the responsibilities that came with it, it effectively meant that the types of friendships that I would have would radically change. The types of relationships that I would have, personal, interpersonal, deeply interpersonal relationships would change because a certain percentage of my beingness would be dedicated at the galactic level of responsibility, meaning that all information flowing in and out of me, all information around me had a level of awareness to it that I was responsible for. Responsible for my own wellness, my own forward-thinking, self-created actions, meaning I couldn't be found in petty actions of of dogmas of politics or science. I could no longer use the common arguments that you can use to hang people that don't know the truth of the truths. It meant taking the sacred neutral life walk expression to the newest layer, which, take, which had new levels of creative ceremonies that expressed my galactic citizenship until finally I let go of my human citizenship. I'm still a human, but I'm not a citizen in my spiritual perspective to any government organization in any way, shape, or form, in any dimension, time stream, galaxy, or universe. I removed every ounce of service I ever gave to the system, every form of tacit consent. I deconstructed every aspect of it till I returned to the sacred neutral being who initially immigrated to this place. That was my mantle of responsibility of accepting my galactic citizenship so I could be a sacred neutral witness observer on the many scales of understanding. But how do you find joy in that, in that, in that role for yourself? By, by talking to people like you. Mm. I get joy from this, but I also get a lot of other things. Um, contact with some of the most genius people of this world. Just... The last two months, private sessions, I've had probably 25 of the top geniuses of our world come to have conversations with me. That through their own seeking, this is not me going out and seeking them, that's them seeking me for whatever little nugget of information that they heard that created some complex thought structure within themselves. I find joy in my own ceremonies. I find joy in my own creation or out creating a system. I find joy and happiness just sitting in my house, do being alone or waiting for a friend to come over. I find joy in a different way, not in the common citizenary way that many people experience throughout the world, waiting for something to be brought to you or through the instant gratification process. Do I still instantly gratify myself? Sure, I smoke cigarettes. There are a lot of people out there, blah, 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 blah. I don't care what you think. It's just a projection of your belief. Do I respect it? Sure, that's your journey. But I don't have to allow it to change me. That's where you're at. If you're going to change yourself, 
are you going to be so solid in your change that nobody else can hit your foundation with a sledgehammer and it fall apart? <sighs> That's your true challenge. You can, you've already made the leap, but are you ready to make the leap and construct the foundations of indestructibility of the new position? I think so. It's just not. The, it's just not having that zealot side and that dogmatic side that says it has to be this way it was before. Right. With my ceremonies, with with everything, like I do it out of joy, but I'm also like maybe it's then I question is my mind or intellect becoming too obsessive? I mean, I'm. Yes, I'm aligning my my ceremonies with sunrise and sunset. I understand the energetics behind all that, and and, and how that you know there's portals and and and. But it's like, is that excessive? Like, am I not taking care of the other side, the temporal side, the three-dimensional side that wants to touch and taste and feel this experience in the present now? There's a, there's a fear in you that if you leap to the other side that the temporal side won't taste the same. Let me tell you, from the person that has made the leap from, from regular citizen to global citizen to galactic to universal citizen, the experience gets stronger. The spice is brighter, the memories are greater, the journey is more fun. But it requires just that little foundational work so nobody can come in and kick one of your poles and everything falls down. And the question is, who do I trust? I don't Yourself. trust myself. But yes, you do. Yes, you do. You wouldn't have called if you, you over many, many, many times if you didn't trust yourself. You wouldn't have come to the event. But then there's that doubt. Where, where, where is that doubt? And, and what? And what's... The doubt lies within your victories. You've probably heard me talk about a victory ceremony. Have you done one? I think it's time. I'm, I'm kind of waiting till the, the solstice because nah, I'm going to be... Nah. Make it, a, yeah. make, it huh? a, make it an extended process. All right, hold on one second. When we come back, Jake, we'll talk more about victory ceremony. didn't get any. Thank you. Your account has been charged. Your balance is zero. Please what? come back when you can afford oh, to make no, a purchase. No. I'm sorry you're having come trouble. Come on. I'm My sorry you're starving. having trouble. Thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio. 
Here at Revolution Radio, we believe in freedom of ideas, freedom of speech, but above all, we believe in freedom of existence through self-reliance. This station is 100% listener-supported, and as a fundraising promotion, I have a kick-ass free gift for a $100 donation. 35,000 seeds. 25 years in the freezer. Long-term storable, 54 different varieties. So, if food prices go crazy... The shit hits the fan, or if you just want to save tons of money every year by creating your own food like I do, grab our seed pack special. Just look for the banner on the homepage at freedomslips.com. Don't be a statistic. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. We need, as humans, to start taking care of ourselves and not depending on the megacorps to provide unhealthy, nasty food. Included in this package is also a DVD with 900 survival and off-grid living documents and the offline home canning how-to-do-everything website all on the DVD. So when you're growing all that food, you know how to can it, store it, preserve it, etc. with all these documents. So thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. I hope that you will pick up this package and start learning to be free. Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, where information never sleeps and freedom is one seed that needs to be planted. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. And welcome back, everyone. Jake, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. All right, so we were talking about the victory ceremony. Now, I know you've heard me talk about it before. Now you're at a point where you're, you think you're ready to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. The challenge of the victory ceremony is truly listing as many victories in your life as possible breakthroughs in consciousness, just awareness of something that you didn't know about before and how you begin to deal with it, the journeys of victories in your life, and to create a rolling wave of joy as you recreate these victories in your soul frequency. Until you reach that moment of pure joy power of all the victories that's within you, and you make them a part of your implicate order of the ever-present so all victories remain in your ever-present. They are no longer forgotten by the sympathetic and parasympathetic. When one own follows through with the victory ceremony, they take the next level of mantle of responsibility, meaning there will be more victories that come during your time holding the mantle of responsibility so you can go further with it have greater understandings, new forms of wisdom that guide you into new victories that help you reveal what's inside your own soul, your connections to other human beings and off-world sources. It is a choice to accept the joy of all victories and to make them a part of your implicate order 
past, present, and future. So all versions of Jake that were previously unempowered are suddenly empowered with all forms of victories, realigning their frequency to your ever-present frequency in the non-competitional format that allows more and more of the shards that are Jake lost through perception only, still within your body, to have aligned perception, the graduated process of victories going through the cycles and ups and downs. There are things that you may not see as victories, but in the long-term goal are the greatest victories. This is where the process of hindsight, 2020 hindsight comes in where you look at that victory from the person that you are now. And so what did it truly change in me? And what can I relearn from those previous victories and reapply to my level of awareness now? Wow. Yep. It's now time. Now time to shift the focus. The time is now and the power is in your victories. Oh, yeah. It is a choice to accept each victory. And it is a bigger choice to accept all, ver all versions of your victories to be an implicate part of your order of self. Mm. There's so much. How, how long? I, I mean, uh, there's no time, of course. But <laughs> uh, like in terms of this ceremony compared to the other work that I'm doing to maintain myself, how would you? I'll, I'll, be, I'll be blunt. I think all of the other ceremony will pair and pale in comparison to the challenge that you'll be faced with your victory ceremony. And what you may want to do is retreat back to the shaman's death revocation, the revocation for artificial sentience and intelligence, and use those as your foundation for going forward so that each day you do a ceremony, it's reclaiming one or two victories or reclaiming something that you didn't realize was a victory. And until you get to that culmination point of December 21st to the 23rd, where everything has been about reclaiming the victories. So it might be an hour ceremony one day, a 10-minute ceremony another day, a 30-minute ceremony another day. But, you know, for the next 17 days, your challenge is to recall the victories and to not get lost in the mire of defeats. Uh creating that rolling dynamo of joy, of reintegrating all of those successes, all of those victories into your cellular structure. So whenever you are an I am aware being in the ever-present moment, your victories are always a part of that, never lost in the haze of cellular memory or in the abyss of your own ignorance about victories. We all have an abyss of ignorance where we allow those Things in the ever-present moment we don't see that create distortions in our reality or perversions in our perceptions. The victories ceremony is recalibrating your vision to see your success. And it's your successes of the past that create inspiration of the present. So the future you has something to anchor with to step forward in the ever-present. So the ever-present forward becomes the ancient future now. That is the equation of the victory ceremony on the bigger scale. Your first part is letting go of your British citizenship as an energetic level. You may have thought you have done it, but this is a different level. This is a different victory where you're realizing 
I can no longer be a single citizen in this world. I am a global citizen, not attached to any frequency of forced evolution of government. Oh, wow. I've been called to go to so many places, Andrew, and I don't know where to begin. Um, I've, I've been meaning to ask you, do I go east or west? Um, I don't I, think you go anywhere until you've completed the victory ceremony. Stay exactly where you're at. You have an old weave of energy. And think of it like a blanket that has patterns in it. That old blanket is done and now be, needs to be given to the past. So the present you can make a brand new blanket of weave. And all those old lessons are still there inside you to make a brand new weave. But the people in my life, what about them? What about them? Are they going to go away? Are they going to die? Are you going to stop talking to them? Those are all choices of the future, not of the ever-present now. <sighs> yeah, but with this awareness, it's, it's hard. It's hard to accept that you can never know and you have to live fully present regardless. Um, you haven't experienced the awake in the dream yet. <laughs> and that's what's holding you back because you haven't had enough personal victory ceremonies to realize you have been awake in the dream before and have had many teachings of it from your own soul. Oh, I see it now. I see, yeah, something came. You got to accept those victories so the present you has a brand new foundation to step up in density. And no being can come in and just tap your walls and everything falls down. That's why we build our house of victories. And we go to the top of our house and we make another floor and another floor until we are our own tower of victorious power. But what about my environment? What about London and the, and the sacred geometry grid? And I know it's all a false belief system that I adhere to, and, but it's still there. It's still, you know. It's like an old girlfriend. Mm. Just the proverbial one you've just passed on. Great teacher, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> are you going to get back in bed permanently? <sighs> yeah. No, because you're being asked at a new level of mantle of responsibility to let go of that stuff, to create and co-create on a global scale. But I can still have my sensual and sexual experiences, right? Absolutely. I do. I'm great. Why, why can't you? <laughs> I don't know why I had that assumption. <laughs> You're like a hermit. Okay. That's, that's, that's a part of your old self who hasn't accepted the victories that life does go on, and you still will have people that want to have sexual in, in, in relations with you because the new being that is you is a signature frequency match for that. You can't live like a hermit. The new world of peace asks for the hermits and the, and the masters to come out of the mountains and put up signs that says open for business. That also means letting go of the old dogmas of the old way that it was does, blending all teachings and spiritual practices of all faiths. So you have the a la carte belief system that applies for whatever moment you need. And I just let... Great spirit, carry me wherever I where I need to go. Or how how sovereign am I in in, in that 
Like, so how sovereign are you if Great Spirit's carrying you on his back everywhere you go? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Like, I don't know. You got to let Great Spirit do Great Spirit's mission and allow Jake to do Jake's mission. Mm. But we're all one, and I'm, and I'm a quote-unquote servant, apparently, or is that the slavery program? I, don't, I can't tell. I, I want to be of service, but I know my, right now the time is for me to... Be of service to yourself. Yeah. You've probably heard me say a thousand times on a thousand radio shows, the most important thing anyone can do in this world right now is be of service to themselves through self-healing, self-nurturing, self-discovery. Oh, yeah. That's the greatest service you can do to this whole world. Oh, man, that's exciting. Okay? The, the path of illumination is there, but you are a seeker of knowledge, and there is no one path of illumination for you. You are on the many paths of illumination, and that's something you have to accept at the foundation of your journey of letting go of your British citizenship and accepting your global citizenship, taking that victory of global citizenship, and then sometime after that, going, well, am I ready for the next level? Am I ready for the next level? And each one will be a graduated, victorious process of expansion of awareness and a new revelation of how the third density being simultaneously lives in fourth and fifth density. With the fullness of seven and eight color experience in this flesh now that is able to sight, touch, taste, and orgasm. Yeah. Wow. And, and what about travel? I mean, after, after the ceremony, I guess more knowledge will be revealed. Um, but More responsibility will be revealed. Yeah. <sighs> and the responsibility, you know, not trying to take away from your journey, is actual abundance manifestation versus spiritual abundance manifestation. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I feel so guilty. I mean, I... I've Why do you allow yourself to feel guilt? Because of the outside world's projections of what it, what abund you know their limitations of making money and 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 feeling responsible for separate that yeah and understand that that is a that is the global infrastructure of distraction right there entangling you with projected guilt and you accepting the projection of guilt no put up the middle finger and say i'm the apex of my hierarchical order and your guilt is just another deception of forced evolution into a direction i don't want to go mm. so with revoking my citizenship how would i travel i mean that's just i guess it's a spiritual revocation it isn't a physical revocation okay okay it's a spiritual revocation meaning you are no longer in any way, shape, or form connected to any citizenary process here in this world, above or below. That's what a global citizen is. And those that become a signature frequency match for you will also be global citizens. They have let go of their dogmas of hollow earth, inner earth, subsurface, and astral earth, and will have come to their own 
level of responsibility that they want to be global citizens, holding the mantle of responsibility for the other global citizens who are about to go through their awakening process and will need teachers on the path so the seekers of knowledge always have information there. Our path to greatness has been paved by the ancestors. We just have to find the path. And they're always here. Waiting for us to acknowledge them as another frequency of time. Oh, wow. Wow, thank you so much, Andrew. I can't, I can't express my gratitude and appreciation for all that you do. Thank for, you, Jake. Yeah. Um, I've watched you grow man, uh, over many, many, many sessions. And uh, do your victories. Make that the soulness of your focus. And whenever sacred geometry subjects or topics come up, put up your middle finger in the A and say, I'm the apex of my own hierarchical order. And right now I'm putting all of my victories together. And all of you sacred geometry processes and aspects that try to distract and entangle me, I am making a victory now every time I stop you as a distraction. Adding to the tower of power that is Jake, that is not crumbleable. It is not going to reduce you but it's going to expand you a trillion fold. Ah, but then what is instant gratification and what is joy? That is cutting hairs now. <sighs> you haven't done the victorious joy process where it's filled you the tips of your toes and allow the ecstasy of, of joy, of victories, re-encompassing you and are beginning to take away the power of the self-defeatist depression programs. That is ultimately what the victimary, victim, victory ceremony does. It removes the victim out of the victories. It is wow. the louder voice than this parasympathetic in your ever present. Alrighty, Jake, I got to let you go and move on to the next caller. All right. Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, wish you all the best and then we'll speak soon. All right, Jake. Have a good one. You too. Take care. We get some really, really unique callers here. I want to thank Jake. You know, he shared his story and was able to come to the event. So we're going to move on to the next caller. Carmen, are you there? Or Cameron, are you there? Hello, yes, Cameron. Hi, hi Cameron. Yeah. Where, where are you calling from today? New Zealand. New Zealand. Welcome to the show. Yeah, good to be here. How did you find out about me? Um, quite a few years ago now, maybe even four years ago, I uh, came across the adventures. I mean, the uh, Akashic Record series, mm -hmm. uh, the Akashic Gal uh, Galactic History series. Mm -hmm. and, so, yeah, just what? What about the material has prompted you to call in today? Uh, it's just helped me so much to understand so much. Um, to empower myself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I was just, I was crying out for something like that. Um, to, just to hear the facts uh, straight up like that. Very cool. So, what kind of questions you want to ask me today? Uh, maybe I'd like to start with some galactic history of myself. Okay. Do you have any medical issues going on right now? Yeah, I do. Um, like what? Because those are more important than your galactic history right now. Okay. 
Uh, I've got quite a poor digestion and and trouble with my knees and my back. What's wrong with your knees and your back? Um, my knees have... I broke the cartilage in my right knee and my, my left knee is, is, takes a lot of the strain from that now. Okay. Um, and I just feel like it is somehow connected to my back, like the energy. Oh, um, it, it's, all, it's all connected. Did you, have any, did you do sports when you were young? Yeah, I, I damaged it playing squash. Squash. Yeah. And how old were you when you damaged it? Uh, I can't really remember. Maybe like 20 or younger. Well, so right, 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 right. Yeah, the early age. All right. Yeah. All right, let me... What year were you born? 90. 1990? So, both knees are actually past life issues coming through. So, the damage to your knee during the squash game, there's actually other damages to it earlier in your life that just compounded it at that squash game where it gave out and the cartilage, the cartilage is damaged. Now, this is a challenge that a past life has, let's just say, forced into your ever-present choice to seek medical realignment, be it spiritual realignment or direct surgery realignment. Now, as I'm looking at the knee on both sides, um, I do believe that you can go the medical route and in a very short period of time, less than 10 weeks, be back to full use of the left knee and the right knee, uh, within six weeks after that surgery or choice thereof, the with therapy, you can continue um, back to your normal locomotion because your whole spirit, your whole body locomotion has been changed, which has aggravated the sciatic nerve, aggravated the spinal column, and has created a let's just say psychic cyst in the center of your back and that psychic cyst is the frustration of not being able to walk the frustration of being in pain and how new energy coming into you through your legs is improperly distributed to the rest of your body um, the injury on a squash on the squash game is what's created because you were you know going through the game and bringing in high volumes of energy that were coming through you and the injury itself is still present in your frequency So have you ever looked into having surgery on your knees? I had surgery uh, about six months ago on my right knee. And it's, was that yeah, arthroscopic? I, I, I believe so, yes. They just took, took some pieces of cartilage out and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot better after that. Okay. Did they say they wanted to do one on the other side? No, um, I haven't actually had that like x-rayed. I don't think the cartilage has broken yet so and it feels like it, it could do in the future so all right do they have you doing physical therapy um there's i don't have a lot of physio and stuff like that i'm basically just doing my own stuff all right you need to step up your physiotherapy you yeah. need to step up your physiotherapy because you've had all these years of 
walking with the improper mechanical function and having the physiotherapy the person will be able to tell you you're dragging your heel your foot's slightly into the left or the right when you're walking you're walking like a duck when you're in pain you need to know your walking style especially when you're in pain one of the ways that you can do it is you can set up your your cell phone that's got video on it and just walk and walk and walk keep walking past the screen especially when you're in pain so you can ver visually with your own eyes see how you're dragging your feet when you're in pain how you're not raising your foot up the right way how the foot's slightly gone inside or outside to readjust the position your hips you know when when you know beautiful women walk down the street they they, they really wave their their buttocks you are actually doing that unintentionally your buttocks is going up and down based off of the hip position because your your actual you know femur is out of place in the way it connects into your hip because of such a extended time of the knee incapable of sustaining the full weight yeah. now yeah. yoga there are a, a series of yoga or pilates exercises that you can begin to do that will loosen the fascia in that area. Yeah. Okay. So, have you heard me on the radio show talk about cranial sacral therapy? Yeah, I have. I recently got some done. How did that help you? I felt like it was, uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, quite subtle. Did you feel, did you feel the, your tailbone move left and right while they were working on you? Or up um, and down? Not not so much. It was more just I felt the sort of energy flow go back to a better balance. Right. What they were doing was realigning your cranial sacral pulse so that yeah. the sciatic process could have full full flow. Yeah. Um, you may want to go to a couple more sessions and ask them to because a cranial sacral people they can actually make your tailbone move left, right, up, and down. Okay. and actually ask them to do that so you can feel it right. so in the future as you are walking you will be able to feel the position of your tailbone it'll be the yeah. position of your tailbone that tells you if you're mechanically walking incorrect and if you're still mechanically walking incorrect you want to fix that so that the back is no longer a major issue yeah okay i do i do pay a lot of attention to my walking and I do feel huge changes. Uh, usually, usually when I wake up, it's quite closed, and by the end of the day, I've sort of stretched it out a lot, and and my walking locomotion feels a lot better. Uh, so I feel like I'm I'm making I'm slowly stretching out my back, and that is helping. Right, because uh, everything in your back is just what I call a psychic cyst. That means there's hundreds of versions of you who were in pain and frustration misunderstanding yeah. centered their attention on that place and that's just many versions of you just sitting there um, kind of in a big bubble around where all the pain is yeah. okay and letting that pain go you know what you may want to do is um, line yourself up so your back is facing a mirror and there's another mirror in front of you and actually speak to the spot on your back that is hurting. Actually read a contract revocation to it. Yeah. Do you have, do you, have, you, have you done the shaman's death? No, I'm not aware of that one. 
Um, if you go to the website, andrewbartzis.com, under Insights, you'll see all of the revocations listed there, and one of them is known as the shaman's death. Okay. Okay? And you're going to actually want to read that one um, so yet your back understands that it can no longer use this old shell of energy to drive force the hologram of creation. All right, when we come back from the break, Cameron, I'll continue with your process. Yep, okay. And welcome back, everyone. Cameron, you still there? Yes. All righty. So what other kind of issues do you have going on with you medically? Um, well, my digestion is, is very delicate. You know, so I've suffered with a lot, a lot over the past. It's kind of slowly getting better now, but I can't eat a lot of foods. Like what? Salad. Like allergy allergies, or does it cause diarrhea in you? It's more more sort of irritation and and the opposite, like uh, not not enough flow through, and it just sits there. Have you done any colonics or colon cleanses? I've done two colonics. Yeah, they they help somewhat. Yeah. So when you were doing the colonic, did they say if your liver was dumping? No, I don't think it did. Um, sometimes they'll, the, the, the therapist will tell you that by the different colors coming down the tubes. Yeah, she um, did talk about it, but I didn't have that in mind. Okay, so what, what's going on here is your liver is actually overloaded, and your kidneys are overloaded, and they're not able to dump excess toxins into your intestinal tract because there's a lot of, let's just say, um, sections of your intestinal tract that are in the wrong pH level. Some sections are very low acidic when they should be high acidic, and other sections are super, super high acidic when they should be medium acidic. Yeah. Um, this is pretty common, actually. Um, so the first and the most important thing for you to do is to actually probably begin a fast that includes some form of eating to flush you out. Yeah. Um, and that would be a, a seven or eight day period where all you're really going to be eating is basically vegetables, simple cucumber, tomato, um, olives, fruit, stuff like that. Um, and but you have to have it in significant volume um, that you can stay um, in the right energy frequency. And then you're going to want to take some type of psyllium husks or chia seeds. Um, and then this will begin what I call the snowplow process, where mm -hmm. if you can maintain it for six to eight days, you will flush out the majority of the solid materials in you. Yeah. And then after that, you can do a full probiotic restart where you get the probiotic pills that they tell you to keep in the refrigerator, not to have out. So this is like advanced acidophilus. Yeah. Um, you could actually be taking the, the, those while you're doing the fast because this is a hybrid fast. This is, this is you're, you're, you're trying to bring the pH balance of your entire intestinal tract to one neutral process. And then afterwards or even before, you're going to want to go and get a pH balancing for your own home drinking water. Um, there are a variety of prices and stuff out there. Do your own research on what's going to fit for you um, and then go and purchase pH um, tabs. Those are basically you you get a sample of urine and you put your tab inside there and it tells you the pH of your urine. 
which is the pH of your whole body. And you very much need to start charting the pH of your body. This will help you determine if there are days that you need to add a liter to a liter and a half of new pH balanced water into yourself because your blood has water in it that's constantly being exchanged through the membrane of the blood barrier back into your intestinal tract. And the blood has to pick up excess toxins from the intestinal tract as well as heavy metals and all that other stuff. Yeah. And the pH of your blood can be very different than the pH of your intestinal tract and urine. So you're taking the whole foundational va variance of how the blood absorbs pH and its pH is electrical conductivity. So, you know, in a high acidic body, your electrical conductivity is not not functioning the way you want because you don't have en enough neutral balancing water. Okay. You have you ever drank distilled water? Yeah, I I drink at the moment I'm drinking really good water and I have been for a long time, which is like spring water. Yeah, but is it, P is it pH balanced? Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's not pH balanced. It actually, there's a machine that pH balances it. And you've got to you know, take it internally within a certain amount of hours, otherwise the pH of the water will begin to change. You need to get that into you. You can strictly go to distilled water if, you, if you're not ready to buy a pH balancer. And they could be anywhere from 50 to 500 bucks. There's a variety out there, but the amount of money you're going to spend on your own distilled water will eventually meet the same price of the pH balancer. Okay. Okay. So if you don't have the money, you can just do distilled water. Okay. This will give you an opportunity to return your intestinal tract back to something very positive. The next thing is you do have a candida process there. It is not outrageous out of control. It's, it's just above average. Yeah. But as you go to clear your intestinal tract, it will raise its head. It will really raise its head and ask for sugars. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself having sugar craves every now and then? Um, I've completely cut it out of my diet pretty much. Okay. All just forms of sugar? Here. Yeah, pretty much. What about beer? Or alcohol? No, 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 no. Um, I can't drink any, 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 eat or drink anything sweet because I just get headaches straight away. So. All right, because that's your, 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 your so your body's so toxic right now. That's why. Yeah. And you have a heavy metal toxin process going on also. Yeah. Um. So it'll be very good for you to look into a heavy metal detox kit, okay. or chelation therapy. Okay. okay. Right. Chelation therapy is, you know, is is similar to what I've described before, but I'm just showing you the home the home remedy way of doing it, where you stay fully hydrated with the right pH balance, water, and the right amount of foods and the right amount of solids moving through your intestinal tract, because it'll be the solids that are in your intestinal tract that are going to absorb all of the things your blood can't hold on to anymore. That's trying to let go. So eventually, your liver can open up and fully dump all the excess stuff that's in there. Um, I would really recommend that you either go back to the colon hydrotherapist or learn to do it on your own. You can make your own board, your own home setup, save yourself a tremendous amount of money and give yourself about three colonics per week as you are redoing your entire intestinal startup. And this will allow you to go to a raw, more of a raw food expression during that 
detox colon cleansy letting go of the heavy metals and at the end of that you're going to take three or four weeks off and you're going to see how much your pH changes every day what you may notice if you do your own colon cleanses your own with the home board you'll discover that you can control your pH through the saline water that you insert into yourself um, our rectum it can rapidly absorb fluid and rebalance ourselves immediately that's 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 kind of what the membrane of what it does and you're in a situation where the body's homeostasis is so delicate that there can yeah. be one piece of food that's like just, I'll just you know, as an example one piece of pork that's that your body just can't digest until it hits a high acid place and once it does the pork itself disintegrates very fast but it turns into a mush that the body can't do anything with and the body just sticks it in a fold of the intestinal tract waiting to digest it three or four months later yeah. that's what you're flushing out is all of those excess things that the body can no longer digest restarting your entire probiotic system maybe heavily consider um, juicing like probably nothing with the sugar so you're gonna have to find the right vegetables etc etc that you can juice or shakes that you can juice that you add your own whey protein to making sure that you're getting you know 10 to 20 grams of protein every day in the morning so your body has fuel for the intestinal tract to let go of stuff fuel for you to go to work, fuel for you to do all those other things. You cannot sell yourself short on fuel while you're on your detox process. Yeah. Okay? Yes. Okay. So, do you have any questions about that stuff? Um, not that come to mind, no. All right. So, you want to know about your galactic history now, huh? <laughs> All righty. So you were born in 1990. Yes. All right. So your last lifetime before you were this Cameron of the now was 1936. You actually died. So you have not. You were not a part of World War II as a living being. You were not a part of. Yeah, you stayed in the astral world the whole time. <laughs> So you essentially went to the back of the line and said, all right, all you can jump in there during the crazy time, but I'm planning a life where I'm not going to entangle with any of those longer-term resolutions of karma. Because in that 1933 lifetime, you finished your karma. And you made absolutely certain you would finish it. And you were actually a rat bastard during that lifetime. Because there were other beings who were hierarchical competition, who were heavily suppressive personalities throughout many eras of your lifetime, previous lifetimes. And the balance was you finding yourself, let's say, the head of a market and were able to use your influence to affect other elites who lost money during the great stock crash. Yeah. It wasn't vengeance, it was karmic retribution. Because the same thing had been done to you through hundreds of other lifetimes where they scammed you. You didn't really scam them as much as you seized the moment of the times when everything was falling apart. Right. And yes, you did take great pleasure 
extracting <laughs> money out of the wealthy and watching the wealthy get kicked out of their homes. But upon your death and your life review, you understood you weren't just doing it for yourself. You were doing it for all of the lineage members who had been abused the same way. Yeah. So upon your death, you went into the astral world, had a full life review, and got a bigger revelation of how the Babylonian money system had entangled tens of thousands of your lifetimes. And so I'm going to go back to your first situation with the Babylonian money curse. You were living in Sumeria, and this would be about 21,000 years ago. So Atlantis exists on the surface, but the Anunnaki and the Sumerians are all interactive because there was never a single dominant species on this world for the last 7 million years. There's been a coalition of species who try to run it in their own view. So you were a human that was part of a cultural organization and when the Anunnaki came they basically said we're the gods whatever you believe in was not true we are the gods and you went oh dominus ominous you're the gods and since that point you were entangled into a process where your energy was taken and taken and taken and taken until such a time you agreed to be a part of a group of laws that to the I am looked really good gave balance to all the things that, that were going on but what you didn't realize, it valued you as an infinite being as money. And since that time, the majority of your lifetimes were about how do I eliminate money from my frequency and still live? Ultimately discovering it's very, very, very difficult without the path to magic, without the path to self-illumination, without the path back to nature, without the path to natural living, without the path the seekers of knowledge need. So you are a seeker of knowledge, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And you've had good and bad and indifferent lifetimes. You've been the king, the prince, the pauper, you know, the queen. You've been everything. All in search of knowledge of what it takes to disentangle from this evaluation system. Okay? Now I'm going to go further back. I'm going to go 15 million years ago. Then you were an Atlantean, and Atlanteans were the dominant beings on this world, though there were still thousands of other species here who had some influence over them. There you were a megalithic builder. You would go to mountain ranges and carve out huge sections of stone, form them with technology, and then reintegrate them back into the mountains. So the mountain was its own construction perfectly blended with the IM's will of artistic interaction with nature. Some of these structures created cities above ground and below ground. Some of these structures were places of great worship where beings who were in great harm and danger could go inside sanctuary and discover peace or pass on with inside those walls so nothing could take them through time because that was rampant then. People feared dying if they weren't properly protected because there were beings out there with time travel technology who could snatch you from your before your moment of death and put you somewhere else in time without a life review. Mm. You took great pleasure in creating sanctuaries where beings can pass on and time travel couldn't snatch them. I'm going to go further back. I'm going to go 26 million years ago. And this is during 
the second rise fall of Atlant of Lemuria. And it was at a time where the rifts were still common on the surface. The reality-altering weapons were so strong that they used them. There were sections of, of the world that were um, habitable, but it was very dangerous because these time-space rifts could open up and suck you through time-space, and you'd never know where you were going to go. So you had to stay away from these places. And this is where the Atlanteans developed air cities that could move on the surface of the stratosphere or go subsurface or wherever they needed to go to stay away from the rifts. And there you are part of a, a, what I'll just call a time travel command. And you were trying to pay attention to the weather of the rifts in time. So if you knew a class one time storm was coming, you'd give a warning. And if it was the highest level, you'd like everyone hunker down and go in the timeline fallout shelters because not many are going to survive that. Right. That was your being of service to the world, using your knowledge, your wisdom, your psychic abilities, and your love for the world. Now, as I go further back, let's see, your first immigration to Earth, pre-galactic ascension machine, so 1654, 56, 59 million years ago, so four million years before the first paradox, you arrived on Earth. And you arrived from another galaxy. Um, in the light language, the galaxy is Chika Shunete. And the world that you're a part of is Shish uh, I can't I can't really pronounce it. It's a bunch of S's and H's that represent a clan of warriors. Mm -hmm. um, warriors that come to teach um, about forced evolution and how to stop forced evolution. Your purpose for coming to Lemuria at that time during the creation of Earth was to offer your service as warrior wisdom and knowledge. Um, but at first, you weren't granted citizenship to Earth because they wanted you to have other dimensional life forms um, built into your DNA so that whatever teachings you were going to do could last longer throughout time. Um, this is where you realize that the density of time on Earth was vastly different than anywhere else you lived You lived in any other, other worlds. So it took time, in time and no time, for you to adjust to the new types of skin suits, about 300,000 years. So your first, your point of your first immigration was um, bringing you to a climatization of higher density frequencies of time so many more versions of yourself can begin to teach this process how to stop forced evolution how to understand its nuances and yet not fall into being a person who creates forced evolution on a whim. Hmm. Does that help? Yeah, very interesting. Okay. Any questions you want to ask about it? Um, so that warrior race, was is that sort of like my, my original race? Or? Yeah, that's your original race. Could I maybe hear a bit more about them? So, the, again, as I said, they teach about the process of forced evolution. So, teaching is not always sword and shield, gun and spaceship. Mm. Sometimes it's teaching about how not to create a fight. Or if a fight comes to you, how to uncreate it in reality so that the being that's trying to force you through evolution to might accept a death because of their battling you, you can send them back to their home frequency of time as they never existed in front of you. It's kind of like 
kicking them out of your reality and all of a sudden they're back into their own frequency of reality and have no awareness that you existed because you erased your residual image from their mind because you own your residual image nothing can claim your residual image at that high level density of awareness mm. so if something came here to pick a fight with you and all of a sudden it finds itself back at home and it didn't it has no clue you know it didn't that you even exist mm. that's what they teach okay there are times that they teach the sword and the shield because that is the level of density those frequencies of soul need. They need to know what it actually feels like to fight for their reality. So that when they go to the higher... Yeah. We had a little Skypey issue going there for a second. Is everyone there? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Skype's having a having hiccups right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was me or the Skype or the station or I don't know what that was like. Hey, it looked like the call dropped you, Andrew. Oh, the call dropped me. All right. Okay. Alrighty. So Cameron, I'm gonna have to let you go and move on to the next caller. Great. Thank you very much. Take All right, brother. Care. Take it easy. So our mm -hmm. last our last caller of the day is gonna be Daria. Are you there? All right, hold on after the music and yes, yes. So hold on after the music will come. Will come to you. I just didn't realize the the music timing. Yes, Namaste, Andrew. <laughs> Namaste. Where are you calling from today? Right here now. I'm sitting on the beautiful island of Ibiza. <laughs> in Spain. Ibiza. Welcome, yes. welcome, welcome. So how did you find out about me? I've been coming uh, into contact with you about two, two and a half years ago from um, my beloved partner of mine, Baptiste. And ever since we are with you and joining you and highly appreciating all your sharings and all you put out for us. Well, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So what, what do you want to talk about today? You've been listening a while, you know how this works. Yes, yes, it's been uh, really very interesting the last Monday's um, uh, transmission and also even today. It's always amazing how I can find myself in every sharing you have with these persons and how much it resonates with me. And I find myself in a situation where I really have a lot of possibilities. It kind of seems everything is possible. Mm -hmm. And I feel maybe the galactic history could give me a good reflection on where I really can put my focus on what is uh, with what is on for me in terms of my qualities, my talents, where to bring that in, uh, and I'm open to receive uh, what you perceive. Okay. Sometimes you know I throw a curveball out there. Right. And for you, it's not really about your galactic history. That's going to be on the next part of your journey. Okay. So the first part of your journey is what are you doing for a job right now? Presently, I have no job. I'm very much out of the matrix. I've been always self-employed. And the last two years have been pretty much working on myself, on my health. Mm -hmm 
on freeing myself from 15 years of marriage uh, where I created three children and it's been all not very nice. Mm -hmm. And are the, the three children are you still fully responsible for the three children living with the you? The three the three children <laughs> yeah this is the three children are presently with their uh, presently since two years with their father because my my physical condition was and my emotional and everything I wasn't able to provide. Okay. So, so your your most absolutely most important thing right now is you have to create your own company. Even if you do nothing with it, you have created it. Okay? Okay. Okay. That is your first level of manifestation. What you're going to do with that company will ultimately be what level are you ready to jump into your spiritual process. Now, I know you're a spiritual person, but there's a new level for you. When you start a company, it's meaning you are ready to reclaim the power of the woman before the marriage and the kids. <sighs> yes. yes. Are you really ready for that, or is there still more oh, healing and, you want to do? I'm, I'm ready for anything which kind of gives me the joy back into my life and where I can put my focus on and uh, okay. be good to myself, nourish myself, and at the same time let my creativity flow and flourish. So, um, yeah. All right. So. Have you ever heard me talk about Watsu or Kathy talk about Watsu? Actually, yes. And of course, I've been scouting out and I was able to receive um, two um, Watsu sessions, one with a mild uh, combination of craniosacral. I haven't found a good cranio. I haven't found the one craniosacral person for me here now. But I've been in the pool. It was amazing. It's very good. And as soon as I can jump in, I'll be there. What was amazing about it for you? The, it, every session has the difference, but what was amazing that uh, just the back diving into the womb, back yes. letting go and back diving into this womb and feeling that uh, pure space within me. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, rebirthing. This is what I feel is at the moment I'm kind of rebirthing myself, and I mm -hmm. might be still in the in the in the channel there somewhere. Well, no, part of you is in the channel, not all of you. So what I'm going to describe for you is um, something that I want you to regularly include into your meditative process so that when you go and have your next Watsu session, that this is something that you're able, capable of doing during the intensity of the Watsu energies. I want you to create a visionary meditation process where you go and actually look at your book of pictures Start from this age and find, you know, one from every couple of years that shows the, the, the age of growth all the way back to, your, to your, your youngest pictures. You think you can do that? In you know what? I'll have my uncle. He has been making movies of me ever since I'm born. So, okay. yes. So, you, you don't want movies. You just need single pictures. Cool, but I can go in the reflections yeah. of yeah, it. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, so what I want you to do is to age regress yourself through pictures until you're a little baby. And then the next part is taking all of those images of who you are and you are going to stick them inside your womb. And you're going to see your fetus inside your womb with your residual image of you now inside your own womb. And I want you to hold it there for as long as you possibly mentally and meditatively can until you either fall asleep or it's time for you to come out.
and I want you to do this at least three times a week where you use the pictures as the meditative process to say this is who I am this lifetime and I am putting myself back in my womb and I am giving birth to the modern self. Yeah, wow, that uh, is feeling resonating very strong in me, very nice, yeah. When you come out of these processes, you may find yourself very connected to the sacred feminine process. The three children that you, that you gave birth to resolved tremendous amounts of, of galactic karma for yourself. So mm. you are 96% free of karma. Oh, okay. That wow, last yeah, 4%, yeah, just... that last 4% is just the more complicated subjects. But compared to everyone else out there in the world, you're 96% ahead of them. Blessed be. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You need to begin to acknowledge <laughs> that's the vic that. The victory. That's yeah, the, that's that's exactly. this is yeah. Yeah, that's the victory. I've resonated very much with this victory of uh, Jake what you've been okay. speaking and so the you honor need to, is, yeah. yes. You need to make your victory ceremony putting your residual image into your sacred womb. And allowing the fetus that was you growing all the way up. You regressed yourself back into your own womb. That's your divine birthright as a woman. And then you're going to watch yourself grow from fetus to the adult you so that you can let go of old programs. Yeah. Okay? All of the things that have been holding you back into being a healer. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Beautiful, Andrew. Thank you. That uh, Yeah, I can feel it. Uh, you will also become a grid worker. Mm -hmm. You will also find yourself at the edge of understanding things before they happen. Mm. You will experience regular deja vus. And you as the individual human being must be prepared for that. Okay. You yeah. already know the divine feminine. You know that there's going to be the emotional, mm. not just, not, I don't want to call them roller coasters, Emotional revelations of the truth of your feminine spirit. Yeah. Followed yeah. by mantle of responsibility. What level of divine feminine energy do you want to anchor in your soul and emanate for everyone to see, hear, fear, and touch? <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then with that choice of emanating the divine feminine equal to your level of awareness... How can you help other women go through what you just did? How many other women out there are there with three kids that can't handle it, that need yes, your touch? So many. <laughs> so many. So many. It's, and it's been very interesting. I've been observing because I was put in the position of not having to look after my own kids by the universe. And I, I've seen so much. And it's really in my heart to uh, to be a support for humanity wherever it is there and I know that I'll have to arrive there for myself first and this rebirthing is just resonating so much mm -hmm. with me and uh, mm -hmm. that's what I feel is good for me also uh, 
you know, like doing it three times a week, a little regulation in, in, in that commitment and being very clear of why I'm here now. It's been something I ask myself ever since I small and I've been calling the extra to rest at six years old. So please come and pick me up, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, well, they haven't. No, they haven't. <laughs> yes, but this is something I had to realize also. I was holding long on, on that, you know, not taking my responsibility for me being here. And uh, I, it's about the time now. So It's past time. It's past time, yes. Yeah. It's past time. <laughs> yes. But you needed that excess time so that you wouldn't become entangled with 20 or 30% more karma. You're still at 96%. If you hadn't taken that time and you rushed it, you would have been at, you know, only getting rid of 50% of your karma. Mm. Mm. Okay? So you have to see that all of that gestation, all that excess time, all of that stuff you went through was absolutely necessary to get you to the 96% level so that you can bring in the fullness of the divine feminine, allow it to change the daria of the now into the modern being holding the mantle of responsibility of anchoring the divine feminine in her heart, in her mind, and in her own womb. You've given birth to three children. You can give birth to yourself, and it won't yes, be a C-section. Exactly. <laughs> yes, bless it be. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Oh, I love that. That sounds wonderful. I we I feel a lot of energy rising in that. And yes, you're right. It's about after time to do that and give that. We all all us women to all us mothers, all of us out there to give it to ourselves. Yes. Now there is another layer there. There are children that were born through your womb that still need your guidance. Mm -hmm. So after you've rebirthed yourself through your own womb. Individually, you will take each child and regress and, and visually regress them back into your womb and release them of any previous contracts and offer them contracts with the modern you. Mm, nice, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay? This is yes. going to give you the fresh slate. Yes. <laughs> to create yeah. a weave because the old weave broke you down, drained your life force. Yes. But as that was what was needed for karmic revolution so those children can make it to that age. Oh, yes, that feels beautiful, great. I love it. <laughs> now, after you've done that, have you done any spiritual journeying with ayahuasca or anything to that similarity? Yes, I've done. I've done and I've been, I, I had many possibilities and I waited for the moment to be called in and I've been called in um, into two, three ceremonies I had, but it's a while ago. Okay. And what did you experience then? I had uh, in, uh, in one uh, beautiful release of some past life story where I found myself entangled also it was again had to do with pregnancy and uh, somehow I felt a deep connection with the spirit because we died together and I felt very strong and I rebirthed that I birthed that child in one of the um, ceremonies beautiful so you're beginning to see the theme that I'm presenting here yes your yes. womb is now going to be your wand. Wand, <laughs> W-A-N-D, is not going to be in your hand anymore. 
It's in your womb. Womb. Wow. Mm. Your womb is your tool of manifestation of not just of giving birth, but giving rebirth, reverse mm. aging, healing. Yes. Yeah, my body is in deep uh, in a deep process of healing, and it's very. All right. So let yeah, me ask you. Uh, let me ask you a blunt question. In your your instant off the top of your head, what is the most important thing wrong with your body, and what is the second thing most wrong? It's part of the nervous system. The first important thing I I I feel that my nerves are not responding to my body. So it is on my legs. Which are not uh, following the the rhythm I want to move. Okay. And uh, it's the heart. The heart. I feel my heart uh, requires attention and my 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 love. And it's been something I have been ignoring far too long. What my heart feels. And okay. uh, yeah. And have you had regular sexual activity that's brought you to your peaks? Oi. <laughs> I had a sexual experience which brought me to my peak. I have a very loving sexual relationship. Uh, yeah, I feel I there's more. <laughs> I, I'm going to be blunt. You need to use that sexual relationship to fuel this rebirthing process. Mm. Yeah, okay? I can, I, yeah, yeah. So whoever I, the person is, they're quite lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and tell, I, 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 And physically tell them, I'm okay. doing a rebirthing process and I need to get ecstasy to the tips of my fingers and toes. Yes, I like that. <laughs> so you can Something, do the yes. rebirthing of yourself. Yes, because and I know I'll, I'll have the person I can do it with. Okay. Post-orgasm yeah, will be the most intensive place for you to use that practiced visualization, meaning you've practiced it dozens of times before, to reduce yourself to the fetus in your own womb post-orgasm so you can come back into your own body as the modern person. This will overcome that synaptic process you're talking about, your legs. There is a disconnection in your womb to your synaptic nerve endings from giving birth to three children. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. In yeah. all, the, all the, the simple stuff you reflect for me, looking back at all what I perceived, it's, yeah. It's not that I don't know. <laughs> you do. It's you just like, have to apply I, it in an order. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. Wonderful. That helps me tremendously. Really tremendously. That so I will even I will even say if you can endure and enjoy double orgasms three times a week. And all <laughs> cool. women can do that. <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> all right. There are other women who find themselves after the first one just physically can't because of other issues. If you discover that in yourself, that is your deepest parasympathetic programs that might be worrying about getting pregnant, that might be the older versions of you who's trying to imprint in you to take away some of the sexual experience. Mm. That is the woman you need to make sure is put inside your womb 
and grown through the process, saying, I enjoy these sexual experiences. You cannot take them away from me. Mm. And this can go for every other woman that, that's out there. Your sexuality is yours. It is your divine feminine right. Yes. And reclaim it from other versions of yourself who might have been a prude or might have just been holding it out because something was wrong in the field. Yeah, and, and it was. It's been uh, it's been an issue also in my relationship here in a way the past uh, ever since I came out of my old marriage into my new relationship and um, yes I'm happy it's coming to a point where it gets more clear yeah do you use cannabis yes how often daily how many grams in a in a or, or how much do you smoke in a month what is I cannot I don't uh, I don't really roll myself I smoke with my partner so it is I cannot say how much it is is uh, it 10, is important 10 grams. You, 10 grams it's important for you to start paying attention to how much you smoke even if you say please can you just weigh the joint you know everyone's got scales when you smoke right yes <laughs> just yes. yeah yes chart if you find okay. yourself going to the 15 grams per month, say, all right, I've got to cut down to seven or six. Yeah, clear. And then make a choice to select the type of cannabis you're going to take. Choose sativa, sativa or choose indica, one or the other. If one makes you sleepy, then that's the only reason you're going to use it, to make you sleepy or to engage your meditative process just before you go to sleep. Because the most effective part of this womb process that I've talked to you talked to you about is the practice that gets to it, and then letting yourself right on the urge of falling asleep, so you enter the lucidity of your own womb. Mm -hmm. Dream lucidity is one thing; it is the woman's divine co-creative right to be a dreaming being inside their own womb. That is what the womb is meant to be. Okay. So you're going to enter the yeah. lucid dream of your own womb that you are putting your modern self in so you can experience your dreaming modern self who is in non-duality non-separation mm, mm, mm. yes okay um, let me look a little deeper here do you have any any issues with your breasts causing pain swelling mm. not swelling no no I do not have did that happen in the past I, I actually do not have so much breast. <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, no, I don't recall. But sometimes anything. they feel swollen from your period period process. Yeah, this, but it's also not very much. The only it's time not, I had really, yeah. you no, know, when I was breastfeeding, I breastfeed all my three children. So I've been six years, six and a half years through breastfeeding. Okay. That was... Uh, that's, that that's, was trauma, that's the trauma I'm seeing. Yeah, so maybe. <laughs> it's important that you figure out some way to begin to remove the trauma of the breastfeeding for all of those years through your sexual experience to re-engage them as sensual sexual organs. Wow, yeah. Okay? yeah That's I personal choice of how that, that eroticism comes through that. Mm. Okay. Nice, nice. Sounds, yeah. sounds, uh, wow. <laughs> So, something else. Have you ever heard of still point inducers? No. So, this is like a, a foam device that you can purchase. It's called still, a still point inducer. You can just find it online. Sometimes they're used for cranial sacral. Sometimes they're used for acupuncture. It's a 
uh, a foam thing that goes under your neck that activates the still points in the bases of your neck. You may okay. want to begin to include that into your sexual experience process where you're prone and you have your, your head in the still point position and then the person raises your frequency. You may end up taking it away halfway through because your head's going to be moving left and right and up and down, but it will greatly break down some of the issues in the synaptic nerve endings from your sexual cranial pulse. Your, your standard cranial pulse is one thing and then you have your sexual cranial pulse. Engaging that sexual cranial pulse is very, very important for you because it is what's going to connect the mind to the womb. Wow. Because as a mind, okay. your mind started in your mother's womb and you have, as a woman, have the divine co-creative right to bring your mind that's dealing with this world every day into the silence of the womb and experience mm. it at a whole new level. Mm. Great, wonderful. Yes, there's also uh, lots to learn and to explore and I feel already I'm excited about it and this is what I didn't have so much in the past two years, this joy and excitement for something new and all you're reflecting me now, I'll... I can't wait to um, dive inside and give it to myself. You've earned it. Yeah. Now let me give you a little sample of your galactic history. Please. Yes. A long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there's the cliché. You were a being of light who heard a call from a distant planet that made you cry and cry and cry and cry until you got the divine feminine hell in you to unmanifest your body, break contracts, vows, and agreements with where you were living, become an energy being, let go of third, fourth, and fifth density of responsibilities, and head across the void of space to another galaxy. Because what was being done wrong here needed to end. <laughs> That's why you came. That's why you stayed to reinstill the divine feminine source connection to be a healer to be a thinker to be a person that distills the higher density information of divine feminine and translates it to the world of the now yes mm. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's you in uh... that's you in short okay <laughs> In long form, you've had millions and millions and millions of lifetimes here on this world. Mm. You have done everything. Mm. That's what I always felt. I said, I'm, I have like, I don't know how many thousands incarnations here. And <laughs> yeah. Now, yes, and you're now ready is the time. Brand new. Yeah. Yeah. And great. That's why wow. you're birthing yourself <laughs> through your own womb. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, wonderful. That's yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Mm. So a little another sample of your galactic history. When you first immigrated here to Earth and got your first lifetime, you were a Lemurian during the first rise of Lemuria. So you weren't one of the first of the first of the first here. You, you were like, I don't know, third or fourth generation of light beings that arrived here and took over DNA skin suits. Um, but your arrival here, you didn't start in a single body. You started in thousands of bodies because that was the nature of the reality here. 
and you have gone through the reduction of having thousands of bodies to having one body now, but a good portion of you suspended in the astral world waiting for you to birth it into each and every new lifetime. Mm. Now you have had divinity path lifetimes where you've rebirthed yourself through the womb and made it up to the highest level of healer and oracle type perceptions. But that was the past. What are you going to do in the future? Are you going to go beyond being an oracle, go beyond being a healer, and bring the brand new hyper frequency of divine feminine source connection? All righty, darling, I must let you go. That is our music. You are special. You are special. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you so much.